I wish I got a little more time to rewatch uh, this last episode. And I yeah. Didn't. Yeah. I, well, I watched it late because, you know, speaking of dust, Mike, I'm a, I'm a year older now as of Monday. <laughs> where mm-hmm. uh, So I totally blanked when I got home from we, we, my wife and I went out to dinner. I totally blanked and I sat down on the couch turned on the Xbox and totally forgot that his dark materials was on. <laughs> so I didn't watch until Tuesday night. So yeah, my brain is also dust. <laughs> it's the watchers on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to watchers on the couch. Today we are discussing episodes three and four of the HBO series, his dark materials, HBO and BBC, we should clarify. And as far as I know, his dark materials has not been taken off HBO max yet. So you could still watch it. Uh, unlike Westworld, it's gone, yeah. Mike. They fucking killed it. Yep. <laughs> uh, this episode, these episodes are called the intention craft and Lyra and her death. I'm Tim. And I'm Mike. And if you're new to the show, well, first of all, welcome to the second installment of our His Dark Material Season 3 episodes. What we do is Mike and I discuss our initial thoughts, and then we get into our recap and review of the episode. So let's start it off. Mike, initial thoughts, dust or bust for this week? Uh, dust Ooh. being sparkly and magic and bust as well. Bust is self-explanatory. So I don't know. I'm kind of in between on these episodes. Like... I'm I'm still enjoying this season. Uh, I just uh, I don't know. I feel that there's certain things I'm starting to have to turn my brain off uh, to enjoy. Like, don't ask these questions. Like, there's some things that just seem a little silly going on. I'm like, uh, oh, so it's like the Bible. <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of in the middle. I'm kind of dust and bust. So. Right. Uh, probably a little more towards the dust end sure so uh what about you i was episode three was dust for sure i loved episode three um episode four definitely goes a little busty for me and not because there's no asriel in episode four although that doesn't help um i want as much asriels as i can get at give me all the asriels asriai asriels uh but i do like the one of the things I liked about this week, as opposed to last week, is that I do like how these two episodes felt like two separate episodes, as opposed to episode one and two last week just felt like one long episode. But yeah. uh, out, I, I would say outside of the stuff with Coulter in episode four, I found myself increasingly annoyed by the whole Lyra Roger thing and <laughs> the and all the Mary Malone stuff. Like, I don't understand... Roger! Roger, I don't understand why we're wasting time with this woman and her sticks right now. Um, like, I'm sure it'll pay off. And I'm sure like the book readers are like, dude, it's really important. But it's like right now, it's like, why don't you just give Mary her own episode in the season as opposed to dragging down the pacing of the show with watching her take a nap under a fucking tree and drinking okay. out of a canteen? It definitely, you're right. It definitely drags down the pacing of the episode every time she comes along. Because in my notes, I barely have anything. I mean, well, she mm-hmm. barely did anything. Yeah. And it's just, oh, Mary just wanders around again and wanders with their sticks. It's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and I had I had this thought. I'm like, you know what would be fucking great is if 
it didn't pay off at all. Like <laughs> she's just so watching it. Yeah. She's still gendrying out in the worlds, lost in the desert by the end of the episode. It would make me so happy. <laughs> I would love it. She gets Ooh, her own man. spinoff. So let's kick it off with the intention craft episode three. Um, I have broken it down in order of uh, character um, from least to most important, in my opinion. So we will open up our recap with the viewpoint of Mary Malone. And Mary is still with the weird girls in a gunways world. And Mike thought they were evil. Mike suspected that these girls were evil and that they were mm-hmm. going to take her to the temple, which would have been more interesting than what happens because they do. I was watching as she was supplying up to get ready to leave. And the entire time they're like the, the angles they shoot these girls. at, it's like, they're going to fucking stab her. These girls look crazy. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah. And then nothing worried. happened. <laughs> yep. Nothing happened at all. She gets some supplies. It's like, Oh, you are all died. See ya. Bye. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's it. Every other scene, this episode, <laughs> every other scene of Mary, this episode is just her walking around for about 30 seconds at a time. It felt so just weird. to break up, just to break up the, uh, the point of view changes between Azriel and Lyra and Will. Like she just, it's yeah. just, okay, well we can't jump back. We got to put Mary in the middle here somewhere. It's like, why? So we'll move on to Lyra and Will. Why? <laughs> so, Lyra is dreaming about Roger in the Underwood world still, and the uh, she gets up. She's all like, you know, whatever. Pan doesn't know what's going on. He's like asking her, hey, what? What's up? Why'd you wake up? And it's like, well, sometimes people wake up early. It's like, get the fuck off my dick. But she's. <laughs> <laughs> she goes wandering off by herself mm-hmm. again. And we. Every time she goes and wanders off by herself, I'm like, what the fuck? You're you're in this strange world. You don't even know where you are. Mm-hmm. Like anything could happen, like while Will's sleeping and you just I'm just gonna go wander off on my own. I had a bad dream. <laughs> uh, Lyra. Come it's on, too much Lyra. stuff to think about, Mike. That's her problem. Um <laughs> but eventually Will wakes up and blah blah blah, and they do their uh oh, it's awful what your mom did to you blah, blah, blah. And then the little flying agent shows up and tells them that she's there for Will and the knife and the girl. And uh, Will's like, oh, you're not in charge here. (laughs) (laughs) I I like how Will and Lyra, like, Will's like, you look different. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Oh, you do too. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like it's been two years. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And (laughs) we do find out it's been a matter. It has been months. Uh, I think we find that out either late this episode or in episode four at some point. But he does mention that he had been looking for it for months. Mm-hmm. It's like, Jesus. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry. I interrupted you. Sal- Salamakia. Is that how you say? Uh, it name? might be. I didn't even bother writing yeah. the name down. Um, All right. Her and Roke, man, they both have the exact same haircut. But <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll tell you. Do you think that- their scenes look weird? Because it still does to me. Like, it just looks very... The lighting is off or something. I don't know. They do it's, seem like the, the, whatever their off, character the is, their models or whatever they are, feels yeah. weird. And I don't know if that's by design or like they're supposed to be kind of creepy looking things. Yeah. But Will tells her that... It's not a big deal. I'll just like, well, oh, all right. Wish, the, wish they just kind of got that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
or bit like made us see enough of them in previous in previous viewings of the show that we know it's like okay this is how it's supposed to look yeah because we don't have there's so much in the these worlds that we don't have like a baseline for because when i see them like it looks to me like it kind of takes me out of it when they do close-ups of them mm-hmm. it takes me out of the show a little bit i'm like oh that like <laughs> doesn't i don't know doesn't look like they're there it just looks like this separate thing that's like oh we didn't have money to really kind of get this right but <laughs> doesn't look like anything not that big a deal <laughs> uh so will tells the uh the little flying insect woman that he needs to talk with lyra in private and then he leaves the knife with her for collateral and he tells lyra that the knife's broken after the encounter with coulter and he gives lyra back the alethiometer the golden compass they do a little bit of catch-up he tells her about finding his dad before he got shot and uh killed it's like oh i said hi to my dad and immediately was killed don't know why neither do any of us (laughs) (laughs) uh she tells will that she thinks york can fix the knife and will's like that's great um but i need to go and take the knife to asriel lyra isn't having any of that shit. She wants to go to the land of the dead and they get into it a bit, but eventually later that evening, uh, they both apologize to each other. It's like, I came and got you and I didn't do anything. My dad wanted me to do. He wants me to take the knife to Asriel. It's like, ah, but he killed Roger. Roger. (laughs) Uh, as so Asriel's agents, uh, listening in, and finds out that the knife is broken, and Lyra says, hey, fuck off. Um, why don't you go tell my dad that the knife is broken, my mommy broke it. And then the next morning, they cross back into Lyra's world through the portal that Will left open uh, to find York. When uh, when, uh, when Lyra is talking to Salmachia, she says something like, uh, Asriel wants Will more than Asriel wants the knife. Doesn't she say something like that? Does she say something like, like that? That's what I thought. I don't know. Maybe I, I mean, misheard that. But I, I didn't like, write that down. So he notes, just wants the I knife bearer, not the knife, or I don't know. But it just seemed I don't seemed s- a little strange. I don't see why she would know yeah. that or why that would be the case. I don't know. But I'm not going to say that but, they didn't say that. I do like how Will opens that hole up. He's like, eh, in there. It's a great, a great miming that I'm doing for the podcast. As I yeah. Open up the labia between worlds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wonder if they walk like, through and they're like, a whole new world. <laughs> No, this is the wrong spot, Roger. No, I can find the right spot. I promise. <laughs> I've done this before. So, York's still hanging around. York Berenstain Bear is still hanging around this area. The alethiometer told Lyra so. It's like, just in case he can help, he's going to hang out mm. by this this gaping hole in between worlds. So, Give me a bear hog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we see a bear hug, but there's something we don't get to see, which annoys me, and we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Eork what doesn't want to fix. I God, I wish we'd see York's balls. York Ballstein. <laughs> no, York doesn't want to fix the knife, especially if they mean to take Lyra to the land of the dead. But 
eventually, after Lyra gives him a big rousing speech about doubt and how only good people doubt and uh, how both of her parents are in the band, no doubt that he uh, says, okay, well, don't uh, go ahead and consult your golden compass and let me know what it says. And she says, Hey, the uh, thing says, yes, it's uh, it's, it's on the, on the, on the fence, but it eventually says, yes, it's like, okay. Um, so they do this thing in the woods to reforge the knife. York tells Will to focus his mind. Focus your mind, Will. This seems ridiculous to me. Just like an episode before, like, it's like, that life is too strange. Oh, <laughs> like he knows nothing about it. Now yeah. he knows how to mend it. Yeah. And knows <laughs> that Will has to, like, use his mind to mend it. <laughs> it threw me off so much. I'm like, what? Like, he didn't know anything about it. I don't know. Like, maybe they just, uh, maybe that actor that does the voice for Lorik, like, just had to phone it in and, like. <laughs> uh, maybe he's actually a bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> last, yeah, last episode he was Jon Snow Bear, and now it's fucking, who's the, uh, who's the Smith? Uh, Gendry. Now he's Gendry Bear. He knows how to fucking make a, uh, make a dragon glass knife. Yeah, and I'm kind of upset that, like, I thought I was going to be broken forever. And I was just like, nah, you just got to, you know, you got to have this bear that knows how to put it in the fire. And, <laughs> so and it's all back together. It's all good. We don't know if the bear puts it in the fire. We only get to see. So, well, we'll get to it. Let, hang on. So Will starts to focus, <laughs> and he sees his dad, and the blade starts to come together. Will, you're a warrior you are. I'm a, I'm Moriarty Merlin, and I say you're a warrior. Look how far you've come without me. And then he sees his mom, and it's like, oh, it falls apart. Mm. New York's like, focus again, Will. So he focuses again, and this time he's focusing on Lyra. Oh, Lyra, I love you. I'd search for you for months, and boom, blades back together. Yay. Will mm-hmm. passes the fuck out. So York forges the blade, but we don't actually get to see a bear swing a hammer or anything like that. It's just like scenes of the knife getting hot, <laughs> scenes of it getting quenched, but we just see the knife. There's no bear, there's no bear paws, no bear swinging a hammer, no bears dunking it in water or oil. Yeah, that bear doesn't have any thumbs, man. <laughs> <How's> <laughs> the sound? Where where the fuck did the hammer come from? <laughs> he just carries that underneath his armor, I guess, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah where did the bowl come uh, from that they put the knife but- in? I thought that was like part of his helmet or part of his armor. <laughs> it was the last a one piece of his helmet that <laughs> will cut off. So, I honestly, well, that's what I thought. I thought maybe it was just part of his back armor, you know, mm. or underneath. Yeah, it could oh. be. Yeah, but he doesn't walk around with a belt. So <laughs> tell me more about this. Tell me how these bears make their fucking armor. That's what the hell's going on here. Uh, so it's probably their, a good choice, though, not to show, you know, him holding the hammer. Yeah, like, it, it would look yeah. ridiculous, but it doesn't yeah, mean but, I don't want to see it. I want to see it so yeah. I can say this looks ridiculous. There's a fucking I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen bears hold bottles of Coca-Cola and it's fine. But mm-hmm. bear swinging a hammer. Get the fuck out of here. You know, really? They didn't fucking need Lorik at all. They could have they could have done that themselves. I guess <laughs> he only hit it with a hammer a few times like. It was already back together. What did they? I didn't see him put any flux on it to hold the blade together. (laughs) Anyway, 
So they take their mm-hmm. leave of York, who says, I might never see you again, but I hope you do. And you will always be welcome in Svalbard. You too, Will. You armor-breaking piece of shit. <laughs> I'm still fucking pissed about that. <laughs> you know how long it takes me to make that helmet and get it to fit my face right? I don't have thumbs, dude. Like, uh, And then Balthamos just shows up mm-hmm. again for n- seemingly no reason. It's like... <laughs> That's what I okay. That's what I seemed weird to just have him show up now, dude. I I I don't like. Is he gonna turn on him? Is he just watching them to turn on him? But oh, it seems so strange that he just had a this sudden change of heart because now he's Mm -hmm. like wanting to help and like kind like this nice guy, this nice angel. I should have done better, and I apologize. Mm. I've I'm a new angel. Um. But uh, I've been watching you this whole time, and I'm never far. I see you've got the knife again. No, bye. Is it time for you to go to Azriel? So no, I'm gonna go to the land of the dead first. You should come with us. Oh no, <laughs> angels don't do that. I have a different path, and it's the path of a betrayer because <laughs> Azriel got my boyfriend killed. Yep. Yeah, I think you're right. I didn't think about it until you just said that. Like, is he gonna turn on them? It's like, yeah, no, it makes sense if he does. Yeah, yeah, because he he probably left and went and told the authority or told the regent, you know, Megatron, Metatron, yeah. Alec, uh, Alan Rickman. He uh, told him that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, so, Metatron. So, dude, I forgot all about that scene <laughs> and Dogma. Oh, Metatron. Met- yeah, yeah. Metatron's the Metatron is Man. the voice of God. Yeah, I forgot about that. This yeah, makes way more sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, Metatron is I don't remember what he is exactly, because I mean, obviously, Metatron's not in the Bible, but it comes from other kind of biblical uh, texts that aren't like officially sanctioned. Like he's kind of the voice between he's like a mediator, hmm. essentially. But yeah, obviously, in Kevin Smith's dogma, he's the literal voice of God because God's voice will make your head explode. <laughs> the one thing, the one thing we haven't seen uh, from Dogma that in this show is the shit demon. So I don't know what world he exists in. Ooh, maybe in the land of the dead. Mm. I'll tell you something about the land of the dead. I'm shitting myself with boredom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, Will eventually finds the land of the dead. He's using his knife like a uh, an old-fashioned radio tuner as he's trying to tune in the stations. And he's like, ah, it's this one. Uh, it doesn't want to go through. Uh, it's, a, it's KUNT. It's a little fuzzy, but you still get it in. So he uh, f- forces his way through and uh, opens the path to the land of the dead. Very yellow, shitty-looking world, as well it should be. It's the land of the dead. It's probably like yeah. Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> This is Mexico yeah. yellow? Well, no, because it's yellow, you know, because, um, you know, American films, if it's like foreign place like Mexico, they use the, you know, yellow. That's true. They stuff. do. They do put like a, they put like a, <laughs> I guess it's not a gel, but it's a, yeah. that is true. They do do that. And in the future, everything's <laughs> really blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking weird ass Hollywood. <laughs> so you thought I was being like racist or something, but, or nationalist. I, I don't say know. anything bad about the people. 
No, it's just, and you know, I just assume like if you pan up high enough, the uh, I've never, if you go high up enough in the plane, you see that the states actually have lines <laughs> and each state's a different color, like on a map. Yeah. Big, le- I've, I've never found the big letters across Missouri, but I'm sure they're there. We'll have to search for them. So, yeah, they go through into the land of the dead or whatever, like this purgatory kind of in between world is. And Lyra's like, yeah, this is the right place. This is the place I saw in my dream. And Pan's like, oh, hold up. This place doesn't fucking feel right. <laughs> Lyra's and, like, oh, look, you get it on the first try. That's great. <laughs> Thousands of worlds. You get it on the first first try. <laughs> Well, he was tuning. He was tuning. So he's yeah. like, "This is the this is the world, last world I can find. There's no, uh, there's nothing past this world." So that's uh, that's the Lyra and Will stuff for this episode. So we're gonna jump over to the Magisterium. Not a lot that happens in the Magisterium. Um, Gomez arrives back. Yeah, it really ma- does. <laughs> Gomez arrives back at the Magisterium. Tells. Uh, Father Epic McPhail, how he lost Lyra, and that's going to take more than manpower, he thinks, to get her. We're going to have to do some heretical shit to uh, kill this kid. Uh, later, McPhail tries to get in touch with the authority, but he can't make contact. He doesn't even get the voicemail. He just lets it fucking ring. So that's uh, that's disappointing. And then later, he brings in one of the scientists that was helping Coulter with the uh, little soul guillotine thing to sever children from their demons last season. Uh, asks her if their findings of that could result in making a weapon. Can you make a soul weapon? Uh, and she's like, hey, man, we shouldn't probably, we probably shouldn't do this. Like, Ezreal ripped a hole in the fucking worlds. He's like, hey, I've been tasked with creating a new Eden on Earth. And it was ordained for me by the authority. And she better help him make him a weapon or he's going to take what he needs by force. Now, when he says he's going to make a new Eden on Earth, which Earth? Is it all the Earths? Just his Earth? Because each Earth has their uh, their thing going on. I would think just uh, his Earth. That's what I would think. Because isn't it kind of heresy to even talk about the other worlds that they know about now? Yeah, I mean, well, that's what that Dr. Cooper, you know, hanging with Dr. Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She says that. But I mean, obviously, it's it's heresy to talk about it, but they know they exist because they sent ships through it at the end of last season. Um, And, you know, they were they're still guarding that rift in space. Yeah. So whatevs. Um, and that's it for the Magisterium. So, yeah, McPhail wants to make a uh, make a weapon. So the meat of this episode is the Lord Azriel Balakwa stuff, which is, by all accounts, this is the best part of the show. So Azriel's basically taken Coulter prisoner after he found her knocked out last episode. And she's like, you don't need to tie me up. And he's like, well, you had a chance to be by my side and live in this big tent. Isn't this a nice tent? But... Instead, you decided to go back to Lyra. What are you, her mom or something? And she's like, yeah, and you're her dad. And the Magisterium wants to kill her, dude. So I don't know. Like, Asriel's still super dismissive of Lyra. Well, the whole Eve thing in general, but definitely the Lyra stuff, which is kind of tiresome. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's standing there like Al Bundy. 
<laughs> with his hand, yeah, with the hand down the front of his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I killed four kids in one day. <laughs> hokum, hokum, religious hokum. I do love that he said hokum. That is great. You never it's hear awesome. hokum. You never hear hokum anymore. <laughs> yeah. So uh, hokum. He, yeah. So he's. And he's dismissive of the whole Eve thing and all the fuss around Lyra in general. And Marissa's all, hey, you don't have to play that role. You're with me now. I know you don't mean any of that shit you're saying about her. And Azriel's like, how dare you to presume what uh, what's on my mind? I say our daughter's a wretched little bitch. <laughs> and fuck her. <laughs> Dude, he's such a piece of crap. It's, it's wild. He doesn't. He, he hasn't ever said one good thing about her. He really hasn't. I, I, I don't understand it. So, yeah. especially like, because like, I don't know. He he. Oh man, I don't know. He he took her to the school to I don't know help keep her safe, but then he doesn't care about her at all. Well, yeah. obviously he does, I guess, because you know. uh his his kitty cat, you know, it's like, ah, that's not true. Yeah. And Coulter's saying, hey, that's not true. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So yeah, um Asriel's like, man, that girl sure cast a spell on you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's uh that's what happens. Um, and walks off. So yeah, now we're at this point where Coulter is going for this redemption arc. I mean, she's still pretty awful. Asriel's also mm-hmm pretty awful but both of them i guess tried to keep her safe but distant in their own fucked up way but yeah you're right uh like this far into the show like i'm worried we aren't gonna get a true acknowledgement of why asriel acts the way he does towards lyra the way we've kind of gotten with marissa the all so far this season and like at the very end of last season Mm mm-hmm so I hope that's not something they just leave Mary Maloning in the uh, in the ether. I hope we actually do get like some kind of clarification before everybody starts fucking dying. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe nobody dies. Yeah, I think. I mean, pretty- nobody kind of really does because there's the land of the dead. <laughs> yeah, and everybody Azriel's- just ends up there. <laughs> Azriel's just trying to kill death. So it's. Mm. We don't know what happens once you cross the river, though. That might not be any worlds. I know that. Uh, that well, we'll get to that world, but that world, uh, I don't know. I'm a little unsure of. So, Asriel's in the tent with a gunway when Ruta Scotty comes in, and she's like, "What do you mean, fucking Coulter's still alive? <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> she killed all these witchers. You should like just kill her and be done with it. Or mm-hmm. She shouldn't." Uh, Blah, blah, blah. There's nothing to discuss. And Asriel's like, hey, we got a republic here and a council. You know, we don't just fucking decide that stuff. We need to uh, we need to chat about it. So uh, there's some discussion about whether or not she may have some worth. So we have a bit of a trial. And she's like, hey, I've sat at tables with high clerics and uh, all my knowledge of dust. I'm as just as much an expert on dust as Asriel. Just ask him. And Asriel's like, hey, man, this isn't my floor. And she's like, oh, it looked like it is. So <laughs> it's like, I don't I don't get what's going on there either. But yeah, I don't know. This whole Judge Judy uh, thing is uh, kind of threw me off a little bit, but I don't know. I guess they, uh, you know, fire. I don't know. 
<laughs> All right, yeah, we'll use you. Potentially have some shit. Like, yeah, I did some terrible shit, but uh, I, uh, I'm going to help you because you might uh, be able to help my daughter. It's like, because I love my daughter. My daughter. What? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to HBO. It's a, the daughter show. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, the council decides she can stay, provided she remains useful. Uh, Azrael asks Marissa about reports of Lyra traveling with a boy with a weapon that can kill God and what she knows about him. And she admits to meeting Will, but she says, I don't know anything about no knife. Mm. Mm. She's a liar, a lying liar. That lying Marissa Cunter. Oh no. Who are you? Damon Mm -hmm. Targaryen? Yeah. (laughs) So, Later, she's looking at the plans to the intention craft, which are just laying out uh, and about. And yeah, that seems like a great idea. Yeah. Hey, you know what, Colter? Yeah, you. I mean, you can roam around anywhere of our camp. Uh, just don't leave. <laughs> what? I, I, I don't know. Seems really silly to me, but well, mm-hmm. okay. So, yeah, she, she eventually finds the labs where that's kept, but not before Azrael learns that the knife was broken and or that the knife was broken when Marissa tried to take the knife from Will. So Azriel confronts her about the knife and she's like, yeah, I didn't think telling you about that would help my case any. He's like, okay. <laughs> so then she, back to this whole like, oh, I thought the floor was yours. She starts accusing Azriel of being enamored uh, with his own power and wanting to take the authorities thrown for himself, which he denies and like, I don't know where this is coming from. Like, I don't know if like we're supposed to like, because of their relationship, Coulter knows something about Asriel that we don't know yet. Or if this is like just some fucking thing where all the men that's been around her, her have been after power. So she just assumes that Asriel is too, because it seems like she's trying to imply intentions that genuinely aren't there, but for some reason she thinks are there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he yeah. So he denies the the whole like wanting a throne. He like and he tells her that he's called off the search for Lyra uh, since he doesn't need her if the knife is broken, and that mm-hmm. his battle is greater than her, and that he's fighting to free everyone from these oppressive fairy tales. And the fairies are like, "Hey, we like those <laughs> tales. <laughs> yeah, we like our tales. You know." We can sting people with them. Yeah, knock people out. We better see some Fern Gully tales, man. I want to see those Fern Gully stingers. Yeah. You know, hiding under those coats. I want to see what they look like under those coats. It's not enough nudity in this show, Mike. I thought this was HBO. I want to see some Fern Gully sex, man. Let's yeah. do this. I want to see a Fern Gully. I want to see a Fern Gully have sex with a full bone person while a demon Whoa. watches. Yeah. You know, the Fern Gully person could, you know. Uh, do like Will and, you know, <laughs> open, open up the gap, you know? <laughs> we call this the Richard Gear. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so he goes back to the throne. They got a throne. I don't sit on a throne. I sit in the earth and I've sacrificed everything because this is a fight that must be won. And... While she's the one that truly seeked power and became a tool of the Magisterium to make machines to tear children apart, I've only torn apart one child. <laughs> no. 
That's silly. And then Lyra comes along, and now suddenly she's capable of love. And Coulter spits in Asriel's face, and Asriel does a Daemon Targaryen on her neck. Mm-hmm. He's like, why can't you be what I want you to be? And he's like crying. Like The thing that we haven't like touched on is it seems like there's still something there, at least on Asriel's side for Coulter, because like this whole thing is like... She's not really manipulating him, but he's totally open to being manipulated by her. <laughs> Man, this scene like he grabs her neck and I don't know. That's that he he went like stalker cray cray. Yeah. It was uh yeah. That, he's that not definitely a good guy. some of his character. He's not a good guy. But freak, like, I guess, huh? For sure. And he's got tears going down his face the entire time. And then he like sits in front of the uh, craft and he's like, I am doing this because the power of the authority is a lie. And he tells her all the stuff that we learned last week. Fucking Mm -hmm. authority. He didn't create anything aside from these institutions that shackle us. It's all ruled by Metatron, an angel with no penis. (laughs) He says that he also says that angels, he, he talks about angels and he's like, well, basically a person yeah like i don't think that line was just like a throwaway line for sure i, I think that's going to be kind of important because uh, uh they're not this all mighty powerful beings you know they're not that much different than uh we are obviously yeah. they do have you know extra powers but like i'm wondering if like this ties into like the land of the dead or like i don't know are angels just people after they die in a sense or or are they just can... or is it just another person like is there is oh, the yeah is the kingdom of heaven really just another world okay yeah 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 but just those beings themselves uh, are able to travel through the worlds easily yeah you they're know, basically they kind of they were just born that way yeah megatron is in heaven oxford and mm-hmm. yeah yes yes so yeah and marissa's like i don't believe you you're a lying fucking lyra and asriel says no it's a lie all the awful things that you did in the name of the authority was a lie you dope and i'm gonna show you and then you can watch me start a war (laughs) so he takes her to see the captured angel alarbus and we uh, we cut over to a scene with Ruta Scotty and a gunway where apparently there is angel activity across all the worlds. Mm-hmm. And Scotty is uh, Scotty, not Scotty. Beam me up. Um, is thinks that it would be foolish to presume that the rebel angels will actually side with Azriel if he does something to one of Metatron's angels. Which, whoops <laughs> yeah spoiler alert he immediately does after this scene <laughs> uh, i thought that was silly yeah so he explains to alarbus that i don't need a knife um between his work and coulter's work with dust they can cut him into a million pieces and send him back to metatron with a message and uh Alarbus is like, you're a sinner. And uh, Asriel's like, I'm the harbinger of change. Mm-hmm. And my message to Metatron is, I am here. <laughs> okay. Are you not entertained? Yeah. 
So he, he flips the switch and blows up Alarbus. Meanwhile, Marissa slips out and commandeers the intention craft. What, what, what? What? Oh, didn't see that one coming. Oh, it's powered by demons, and you just need your intentions to fly it around. Interesting. Good thing you left those plans out for me to read. So, uh, one thing that they say, like, that was surprising to me was about the knife that it was created only 300 years ago. uh I was just under assumption that this thing's like fucking ancient. For sure. Yeah. I was like, oh, all right. There's a lot of lore in this world that we're not getting that uh, seems to just like come up happenstance. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah, she's uh, as she's flying off, she's getting pursued by Azriel and some troops. Azriel decides not to open fire on her and instead yeah. tells Roke to get on board and follow her. Azriel's like, no, no, don't go. Oh, no, I really don't know. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So oh, trickster. <laughs> so uh, she's uh, she's all goodbye, Azriel. And he. Gives a stoic nod as she zaps herself away. And a gunway is pissed. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing, Asriel? And Asriel's like, oh, she wants to play mother, so let her. Let I hope the magisterium is ready for her. Which, no, you don't. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, absolute, that's not what you want to hope for. But okay. But that's what happens in this episode. The, uh, the intention craft. Uh, we actually end with the stuff that we said with Lyra going into the yellow world. But uh, yeah, next up, we're going to talk about episode four, Lyra and her death. So Mike, Lyra and her death, let's get the really important stuff out of the way first. You ready? Okay. All right. So Mary Malone walks around and rests by a tree. (laughs) Uh, (sighs) Next, we see Mary Malone. She's sleeping by the tree. Before she's woken up by some part bear, part giraffe, part aardvark thing. Yeah, like part aardvark and elephant, like an aardvark event. Yeah. And then Mary drinks out of a bowl, eats a blackberry. The animal starts walking away and she's like, oh, wait. And then she runs after it. And that's the Mary Malone stuff in this episode. I know. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. Uh, Hey. I I'm I am happy though that she at least grabbed a few more berries because I was like that's it like she was all hungry and like she's just gonna leave that there like dude just pop all those in your mouth at the same time and and go after that hard vodka fit she did leave something behind was that like a scarf or something yeah I don't know what that means so I don't know maybe somebody will find it maybe somebody's following her. They'd be like, oh, look at this scarf. That, that means I know sense. exactly where to go now. Yeah. <laughs> we can throw a bomb at her now because we have her <laughs> scarf. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that might be right. Uh, this uh, this Art uh I'm thinking that's an angel. Like, think that's I an thought angel? at first that, yeah, I thought at first that it was uh just like an animal you know an animal in a different world you know like oh this world's filled with animals like this uh, that we're now not familiar with uh-huh. but i mean an angel can take any form i would assume like if it can take human form it could take the form of whatever really unless like angels are basically thing- a person well yeah what 
But uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know why it would turn into that. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's kind of ridiculous, I guess. It'd probably turn into something familiar with her, but maybe not. Maybe it's to uh, to get Mary's curiosity, or I don't know. But how does thing this thing gave her the this you know coconut water and berries? But it, how it doesn't have fingers, <laughs> but did it by magic oh dude those berries were in that thing's fucking snout <laughs> snout berries oh disgusting oh our varkafent boogers all over that's probably what they are they're not even berries <laughs> <laughs> what if all of our fruit just comes from the orifices of animals in other worlds <laughs> oh man oh well it's still delicious so <laughs> yeah Enjoy your Ignorance berries. Is bliss, you know, <laughs> don't look up what's in a hot dog. Yeah, it's, it's berries. It's berries all it's the berries. way down. <laughs> all right. So let's jump over to the Magisterium. Uh, Coulter arrives at the Magisterium on the intention craft with Roke stowing away. And she walks in and the guards are like, hey, stop. And Gomez is there. And he says, oh, hi. Tell the Cardinal that I'm here. And Gomez is like, oh, excuse me. He's father president now. He's boss daddy. He's daddy boss. <laughs> so He's president religion. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the daddy of all presidents. He's mm. the founding father. So they get to McPhail's door, and she's like, hey, uh, let me in, dude, and tell the kid to leave. So Gomez leaves and heads to this door, and Roke follows him to the door, but he can't get in. So we jump back to McPhail, and he's all pissed off at Coulter. He's like, you prevented us from finding Eve, blah, blah, blah. He's like, "Uh, my daughter. It's my daughter. Mm -hmm. So they have some back and forth about who betrayed who, and Marissa says that she had a plan to keep Lyra safe until McPhail fucked it up, like he always does. And he asks, oh, what plan? And she's like, well, Eve wasn't the source of sin until she was tempted, and I had Lyra's source of temptation and the knife, and everything, and your fucking goon showed up and scared him off. And he's like, is Asriel still seeking Lyra? And she says, well, now that there's no knife, she's of no use, and he only not, and now he only sees his war. You know, I think I saw him murder an angel, and that's why I'm back here. He has to be stopped. An angel? <laughs> he, an angel came to Asriel? Yeah, an angel never came to you, did he? Gosh. Oh, I just dusted. <laughs> so back in back in her room, uh, Gomez shows up with a chest that I guess is apparently from her mother. Um, yeah, I thought that was odd. That yeah, like, it's like, yeah, where did Gomez this come from? Like, your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Go tell your mom. I said, hi. Your mom's in the but, fucking uh, stands. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was odd. Uh, yeah. I don't know what to think about it. It's, uh, uh, I don't know if we're going to get more information about her mom. If she, uh, I don't know, has bad parents, I guess. Yeah, everybody's oh. got bad parents. It's, uh, she, yeah, it's like your mother was only too happy to help. So I bet she was. It's like, what? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, inside the chest is a dress. It's very nice. Isn't it pretty? Then Roke appears, makes himself known. 
And there's a, oh, who needs who here? Are you a spy? Are you here to help? Oh, actually, you need me because you can't get back without the intention craft. So hold, just hold on a second. I'm just trying to think of something. So mm-hmm. they used her, Marissa's mother, to find her. So does that mean like that house that Marissa and Lyra were at? Is that her like childhood house? Could be. I mean, that's all I can assume because how the fuck would the mom know anything? Or is it like, that's our vacation house? Or <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems like her mom must be somebody in the magisterium. Mm-hmm. Or at, well, least, yeah. a, or at least super yeah. fucking devout. Yeah, because I think, I think somebody said, maybe it was that, uh, that deaf girl that said something that that house was actually like an abandoned temple. Like that temple has been abandoned for a long time. Maybe she didn't say temple, but something along those lines. Uh, oh, so that house. Were... Yeah. I thought you meant the house in the first season. Like the oh, apartment no. or the loft or whatever. No, no. So like, I'm guessing her childhood house was that, that uh, where, yeah, Lyra and Marissa were. Like where Marissa was holding Lyra. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She I kept her asleep and shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So. I guess then there's some history there because I thought that Death Girl said something that it was a temple that's been abandoned for a long time or something. Hmm. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of, like how her mom would know where Marissa is. Yeah, I feel like this is more stuff that like is explained in the books that we're missing out on. Yeah, probably. But what's with all the dresses in the trunk? <laughs> like, is there a bunch of dresses? <laughs> Wasn't there only one dress in the trunk? And I think there were more. I don't oh. think there was just one. I think it was, I had a bunch of clothes in there. So I don't know. Um, Mermaid's <clears> like, you must always look nice. You know? Yeah. Dress pretty for the oh, men. Put on your Sunday dress. Every day, Sunday in the magisterium. Ooh. Uh, Shake your tail around <laughs> for the men folk. So Roke tells her that he's been following Gomez and Gomez is interested in a particular room. Ooh. So your bedroom. (laughs) The next morning, Coulter is dressed to impress and she leaves her room saying she's looking for the chapel while she's being followed by Father Jerome, who's like, hey, you're supposed to stay in your room. She's like, no, I'm going to go talk to the authority and I'm going to talk to him in his house. So she's out looking for the door. Yeah. So she's out there looking for the door that Gomez is interested in. And she eventually finds this lab where her old science buddy is making a soul bomb. (laughs) Yo, what up, Dr. Coop? (laughs) Where you been? You still have a job and you're still alive. Wow. I thought for sure people were going to die because of me. (laughs) I thought everybody up there was dead. <laughs> oh, so, sorry about that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah. So she uh, she figures out it's a wet. Like, yeah, the the doctor doesn't really tell her much of anything, um, but she surmises it because she's super. Fu- she's wicked smart, yo. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gomez shows up and removes her. Yeah, but she does find out it's a bomb, right? In that scene, and then finds out it's directional. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like a mini Death Star. And she's like, well, who guides it? The authority. Well, we know (laughs) that's not true. (laughs) Intentions. So later that night, Gomez sneaks into Marissa's room 
and it looks like he's going to cut her throat, but yeah. instead takes off her necklace. And Marissa isn't actually asleep at all, and she tells Roke to uh, follow that asshole. Are we supposed to know uh, what this necklace is? Like, why she wears it? I don't know. Because Asriel said something about it, and he's like, oh, you're still wearing this thing? Yeah, I don't know what that, I don't know if that was in the first season, and I just forgot about it. I don't remember it being in the first season, so, I don't know, whatever. I get maybe it's something that Asriel gave to her, I don't know. But, yeah, so... We find out that the uh, Soul Bomb is also a, also a multiverse homing missile, and they're going to use Lyra's hair to aim the device, and it will kill her wherever she is. <laughs> From some hair. Yeah, because okay. the hair wants to be, belong to Lyra again. So. so all the hair that falls out of your body always wants to be back, like, why doesn't it just stay in there then? I can I can tell you for a fact that it's not true. <laughs> and it hasn't been true for at least 23 years for me. Oh. I guess about 20. Oh. But yeah. That's um, uh, that's a little silly, but uh okay, I'll go for it since sure. like everything's kind of made out of dust or I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I'm just going to go with it. So, Roke breaks in, knocks out uh, Dr. Cooper, and takes the hair back to Marissa. And it's like, oh, man, I thought he fucking killed her. But he didn't because the fox didn't disappear. Mm-hmm. So, uh, apparently they just go sleepy time the same time you go sleepy time. What does the fox say? <laughs> it says sleepy time. It doesn't say shit. It's another one of these <laughs> things that don't talk. It says, I'm tired. <laughs> Ooh. So, yeah, he uh, he takes the hair back to uh, Marissa, and it's like, hey, you came to protect Lyra. Instead, you gave them a fuse to a bomb to kill her. And he's like, oh, I was arrogant. I thought I'd, I thought I'd, uh, I underestimated them. And Roke's like, okay, it's time to get the fuck out of here. And Marissa burns Lyra's hair, and is like, no, I need to get to the intention craft. Because I intend to fucking destroy. But they don't uh, they don't make it very far because apparently she's being watched and she gets taken into custody custody, but not before. At well, she uh, she ends up declaring that she wants a trial and that she conspired with uh, McPhail to kill the previous cardinal, which mm-hmm. he denies. And he's like, you're a you're a crazy wanton woman. And she's like, you need to be stopped, Hugh. It's like, Hugh? Who is this Hugh? I'm Father <laughs> President. Oh, your grace. Like, okay. Your grace. <laughs> and she's like, okay, this is this is what you guys are following. Not the, not the authority, but this goofy fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised at you, Father Gomez. And he's like, you're a raving emotional woman. And you can't even string together a complete sentence. It's like, no, she she was stringing together a complete sentence. Don't fucking gaslight. (laughs) Um, And by the way, we still have enough hair to blow up your daughter because it's attached to your necklace, which we have. So I guess there was hair there because I'm assuming he says he still says we have enough to blow up your daughter. Fooled you. We only took a little bit from it. (laughs) 
We only took is most that, of it. So that necklace, I don't know, had, is it like a locket? It's like a locket of have, hair. Yeah. Okay. I assume. Yeah, that's what I assume too, but okay. So he's like, well, we're, uh, we're going to sever your daemon or demon, and then you're going to be the bullet that kills your daughter. And then she gets locked in a cell and her monkey gets locked in a cage. Womp jokes womp. on you. <laughs> I can already separate from my monkey. Yeah. Jokes on you. I don't like that fucking monkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I beat my monkey all the time. <laughs> what? Yeah, we do too. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> we can't have sex. Are you hurting yourself again, Hugh? <laughs> uh, how you know how how does Marissa separate from her demon? Do we ever get any uh, information about that? How she can do that? I think Lyra asks her about asked her. <laughs> Lyra <laughs> asks her about it in season one, and I think she says that it was painful, and that's like all we really get. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's I just think a setup the... for when Lyra starts separating from hers. Yeah, maybe. Well, no, that... we've seen it before of other people, like when their demons get a little too far away. Then I think we've seen Lyra and Pain when Pain Pain got too far away or something. Yeah, but they they keep saying that they like if we separate we die, but yeah. that might not actually be true. That just might be something that everybody thinks is true. Mm-hmm. So they don't do it. <laughs> hey, and uh, we Marissa control the specters too. How the fuck yeah, does she I do that? St- I still have no idea what's going on there. And what the fuck is a specter? So, Dust? Uh, I, I have a <laughs> feeling we're not going to find anything more about the specters and how she controls that. Kind of disappointing, but... Yeah, it seems unlikely if there's only four episodes left. Yeah. Or maybe not. I mean, because this whole Land of the Dead stuff could change a lot of things. You know, that could tell us a lot about all the worlds. Yeah. In a sense. Am I, we'll see. Speaking of the land of the dead, we got Lyra, Will, and Pan making their way through Dead World. And Pan is freaking the fuck out because nobody has demons. And there should be people here that have demons. Mm-hmm. So they make their way into this warehouse thing where people are just passing by. So nobody's like talking to them because they're all dead or whatever. Um and there's an alarm, and some old dude's like, hey, wait a minute, you're not dead. Blah, 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 blah. Get out, not dead people. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, some people this, were chasing this, this, us. And if this people- is the world of the land of the dead, like, this just seems strange. Why Why is there roads? Why is there a paved road? Why is there, like, an abandoned, like, bridge or whatever? This I don't know who built that. <laughs> I have like, lots of questions about that. And that's the part I was talking about, like where I have to turn my brain off and like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. I mean, there could be an explanation. It could be that dead world is really just a, is a world that died. Yeah. I, I, that's what I'm wondering. And the, yeah, who knows? I guess hopefully we find out more next episode. I'm curious. I'm very curious. So she's like, hey, we were being chased by some guys and we need to find our friends. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, first you were being chased by some guys and now you're looking for friendship. Well, you'll find neither here, liar. And he's like, no, no, it's Lyra. That's uh, you're pronouncing it wrong. You have to go. No ticket. Yeah. Go to holding area 32. 
and then they get to a holding oh, area. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll just go there. Uh, where is it? Uh, got any directions? Like, they just go walk away. Mm-hmm. Like, without any directions. How are they supposed to know where that's at? I don't know. I guess you just follow all the people. So they get to 32, and some guy tells them to go to 507. And it's like, fuck, man. Here we go. I, I thought the rest of the episode was just going to be that. It's good. It's a choose-your-own-adventure book. Tra- turn to page fucking 503. Yeah. They're just going to go to the next place, and he's going to be like, go to 102. And then we start the at the thing. beginning of the series. <laughs> so... They come across some dude that actually talks to them, and he says, hey, we're on the same path. And there's a, there's a room of people that aren't quite dead yet, and mm-hmm. he introduces Lyra and Will to them. It's mostly dead. Yeah, mostly dead. And Lyra and Will ask for help, and some woman is like, hey, they shouldn't need help. Talk to your deaths. And what, what, what? <laughs> what, what, what? Yeah, so we learn, huh? that, we learn that everyone is born with their own death that is with them their entire life and that they're the ones that take them out. So Mike, there's a grim reaper with us right now. Our own personal mm. reaper. Yay. I feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. There is love in knowing that they've been with you your entire life and they're just waiting to kill you. <laughs> uh, so, yep. And they'll take you, your deaths take you to the uh, the boat and the boatman. And Lyra's like, yeah, 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 that's where we need to go. How do we get there? And she's like, well, we don't know. You don't get there without your death. You have to invite your death to you and blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> Lyra is trying to figure out how to invite her death. And Will and Pan are like, hey, hey, hey let's, let's slow down a bit here. This is getting stupid. Yep. Like it's, maybe, get, it's getting a little crazier and crazier as the episode goes on. Mm-hmm. It's like, maybe Will's like, maybe this isn't the right thing to do. And Lyra's like, maybe, but we're doing it. It's what we came here to do. She's like, you don't understand. I didn't get a chance to say bye to Roger. I want to set things right, even if it means I have to die, which causes her death to show up. So they have a little chat. And... <laughs> mm-hmm. Lyra's death is like, hey, you're going to die eventually. So there's no real rush. And Lyra is like, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And Lyra is like, well, we both have to talk to people. And death is like, yeah, so does fucking everybody. What makes you special? And she's like, well, if you've been with me. But I'm really, really hurt. Really sad. Since you've been with me, you saw how Roger died and Roger needs me. Roger. And he's calling out for me. <laughs> so death agrees to take Lyra to the boat, but can't take her any further. So they get to the boat. Um, but not after Will is like, uh, so what if we die and don't make it back? And Lyra goes, well, then we'll have died doing something important, which will you have? Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like it. <laughs> nope. What, just to show up and say, oh, hey, I missed you. Sucks you died. Uh, Oh, shit. We're dead. So, yeah. So, find your way back. Can't go back. Uh, This was important, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it totally was. I'm so glad we did this. I'm glad. So, the boatman is like, "Uh, yeah, what if you can't go? And he's referring to Pan. And everybody's like, what? No, Lyra has to leave that part of herself behind. 
And Will's mm. like, Will's like, hey, why should she leave behind something when I don't have to? And the boatman's like, oh, you do. Absolutely, you do leave something of yourself behind. Unlike Lyra, though, you don't see and talk to that part of yourself. You're going to find out when you're on the boat. So she has to leave because I thought, didn't they tell us that the demons are their souls? Yeah, essentially. Isn't your soul like what's supposed to go into the afterlife? So what's happening is uh, the exact opposite of that. That's what's confusing me. Yeah, I guess the land of the dead is just for bodies. Souls go someplace else. Souls are angels. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that is the case. <laughs> so Lyra tries to slip him on the boat with her, but it ain't, it ain't happening. The law doesn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, I really like this boatman, too. Yeah, the boatman's great. I feel great. bad for that boatman, too. Yeah. No, the boatman's a great so at that was a That was a great scene. Um, yeah, it was. So... Pan's like, we can't separate, and then runs off, and Lyra runs after to talk to him. And she's like, I don't want to leave you here. And Pan's like, well, so don't. Let's fucking leave. And Lyra's like, I can't leave. What about Roger and Sal? And Pan goes, Roger and Sal are fucking dead, buddy. And Lyra's like, but what about our dreams? And Pan's like, I didn't have those dreams. I'm not even supposed to be here today. (laughs) We we just have to add every Kevin Smith movie in. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're choosing dead fucking Roger over me. <laughs> fucking go then. Uh, it's so, so she does. weird. I just really don't get it. So like, all right, they get to this place where there's 100% proof that there is an afterlife. Mm-hmm. Like, so when Lyra dies, she's still going to fucking see Roger anyway. Yeah. Why the fuck would she even care then like anymore? Cause she could just still live her life and be like, Oh, okay. Cause she's having dreams, Mike. What about her dreams? Oh goodness. Not having bad dreams after somebody dies that you care about. Roger's in pain, Mike in the land of the dead. Mm, Pain hurts. His soul was ripped. His soul was ripped apart by Azriel's dust machine. Something bad has happened to him in the land of the dead. See, but that's the thing too, is that uh, it happens anyway, that that they get separated from their demons. So even if uh, Roger got killed and by his demon separating, like in whatever world, you know, in their world, like it's going to happen anyway when they die. Mm -hmm. And they get separated. So yeah yeah well either way she gets on the boat the boat takes off and then after a bit she's in some serious pain as pan whimpers by the edge of the dock it's very sad yeah it's very sad for pan lyra should just die and then pan can be the main character of this show lyra yeah lyra fucking sucks Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. As we wrap up this episode, this recap, that's the end of the episode, by the way. So I've gone most of this series with not having any real problem with Lyra to actively disliking her over these last two episodes. <laughs> I've always kind of disliked her, but not really. Mostly it's just kind of like she's kind of does dumb things, mm-hmm. you know? kind of an ignorant character but then yeah. again again i kind of have to blow that off a little bit because she is a child yeah so you know but uh, yeah i'm i'm with you on this that yeah this last scene is just like 
come on, man. Come on. Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? It's like, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of payoff that's going to warrant all this. Cause it's, mm-hmm. uh, seems to be an integral part of the story. But like at this point, dude, she's just as manipulative as her mother and just as selfish as her father in these two episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh leave- man, she, yeah, she totally is. Yeah. Like leaving her dislike of Asriel aside and the whole, we're not helping my dad to save humanity from the angels that actually want to strip us of our free will because he killed my friend. Like, okay, that's an understandable emotional reaction for a child. But at this point, she's basically twisting will and pan into risking themselves to make herself feel better and assuage her own guilt about Roger. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking Dude, that bullshit. is like Asriel. Like, it's her abandoning Pan is just like Asriel abandoning her. Mm-hmm. And then Asriel going, you know, to, I have to do this. I have to kill God. Yeah. You know, and she's like, I have to find Raja. He's my God. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Roger. I'm God. <laughs> I'm the authority now. I want a throne. This, this place uh, seems really sketchy to me. I don't believe it's like this land of the dead that where I know I just said, Hey, all about this stuff. Like, Hey, there is a land of the dead. This is where you go when you die. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems real sketchy. It doesn't seem like, uh, the place where you go when you die. Like, it doesn't seem like it should be this way. It's like the, it's the train station. It's the, uh, it's the, it's that it's the glowing train station in Harry Potter is, uh, but well, it almost seems like bullshit. Is this like another place? Kind of like how, uh, like how the authority isn't actually like the creator of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe in this world, I don't know. There, there is a, there's an angel that's taking advantage of people who have died. Like, yes, maybe there's an afterlife or something, but uh, I don't know. Maybe those people don't have to go there. Maybe they're being manipulated to go there. Uh, I don't know. Why are there people there that aren't dead yet? And they're like waiting for their death to find them. The only thing I could think of is if they're like in a coma, like they're on the edge of death. Oh, okay. I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of, but that's another thing. That's but shit, like, what if they wake up? Seems a little sketchy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I guess they just disappear out of that world. I don't know. Hmm. <sighs> that's so. I I think we're gonna find out something about this this world that it's not what it seems to be. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I'm not not a big fan of Lyra right now. Like not to the point mm-hmm. where I think she deserves to be blown up by a soul bomb. But I'm definitely in the camp of you're about a big a piece of shit as your parents are. Yeah, dude. Maybe the boatman is like, uh, you know, not actually the boatman. Maybe he is the guy that like takes them. You know, that's why he wants to separate them from their demons. Mm. So because if they don't separate then he can't control them or something i don't know <laughs> we're gonna find out like you know next episode he's like ha, ha, i'm the boat man cuckoo kachoo so here's this is gonna be the interesting thing so let's say lyra does get out of the land of the dead and she reunites with pan we've established that will leave something behind too he just doesn't see it yeah so what's going to happen when he goes back? I don't know. 
<laughs> just wanted, he... did, I, did I find it? <laughs> yeah. Do I get something out of this? <laughs> where's, where's my soul? Where's my uh, missing piece? Yes, I'll just assume I got it back. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so not only am I like pissed off about this whole like Lyra manipulating Will and Pan to do what she wants kind of shit, but mm-hmm. last episode, we both felt that we don't think Will has a good chance of surviving the series based upon him being the one that can wield a uh, god stabber. Yeah. Now I'm pretty sure Lyra is actually going to get him fucking killed. <laughs> yeah, probably. He, who, yeah, but he can't. Yeah. Oh, my first yeah, love. Most likely. My yeah. first love died for me. Yeah, Maybe he doesn't come back from the land of the dead. Maybe he has to, he stays behind so Lyra can get out. Yeah, but he's the only one that can wield the knife. Yeah, but who needs the knife? They got a, they got a god or an angel blower upper machine. Yeah. But you need the knife to kill the authority. All they need is a piece of the authority's hair. They can fucking shoot a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why all the angels are bald. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, they're just like a bunch of skinheads. That's what the fucking angels <laughs> oh, are. <no. sighs> yeah. They're just racist against all humans. Oh, no. Yeah. Actual racists. <laughs> <sighs> The race of humans. The race of the race of man. The race of human. Homo sapiens. Eh, I can't say I blame them too much. Mm. Yeah. But I think that'll do it for this episode. Man, only four <laughs> episodes left. How are they? There's so much shit. Yeah. There's so much shit left to do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot to go through. I, I think I'm gonna rewatch the I have to rewatch this episode before uh next Monday. There's yeah. some stuff I think I kinda missed and kind of flew by because i'm doing two hours all at once it's like it's a lot it's, it's a lot rough. for my dumb dumb brain it's so. rough it's it's also rough trying to get the uh the notes together for two episodes at once yes yes it is so yeah man four episodes it's it's crazy that we're already through four episodes we're in the home stretch so, yeah so but i'm excited i'm still excited for the next few episodes it's still a good show it's just liar yes. liar is an asshole yeah, I mean, Asriel's yeah, an I'm, asshole. I still really enjoyed it. Marissa's <laughs> an asshole. It's a whole asshole family. <laughs> it really is. Uh, they all deserve to get blown up. Uh, all right. Well, this one is Pan. <laughs> yeah, I'm a uh, I'm pansexual. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, until next time. I'm Tim, and I'm Mike. And I was trying to think of a catchphrase. For, do we have a catchphrase from His Dark Materials? Uh, not that I can remember. Uh, <laughs> go have sex with your demon. That I think it was something like that. Yeah. Go, go pet your demon. Don't get your demon separated. Yeah. Go stab God don't, in the face. Don't get your demon cut off. Until next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, if you made it this far into the show, let me just say thanks. It means a lot that you take the time to listen to us goof around, and we'd love to hear from you and let us know how we're doing. Consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or wherever you leave your podcast reviews, and reach out on any of our various social media channels. Links in the description.